this podcast. Hi guys and welcome back to the cast with me. I'm super excited to have you back on the episode for today. Today's episode, we're talking about time and stress management. Time management. Are you one that can properly accord and account for your 24 hours in a day? Or you keep wondering, wow, do I have the same 24 hours with every other person in this world? Or are you one that can properly account for it and okay, I properly spent my day and you can give account for it? Or stress management, are you one that waits for deadline before you start working, which can lead to stress? In that situation, how do you manage stress or how do you totally get to avoid it by not working on that deadline? And even if you get to work on that deadline, how do you get to manage stress? We'll find out more in today's episode. Today's episode, I have a guest and I'm reading his bio shortly. He is Emmanuel Jago. Emmanuel Jago is a certified neurolinguistic programming practitioner, an Ericksonian hypnotherapist, and the lead consultant of Potter's Consulting, a firm basically focused on helping individuals and business owners understand their respective market needs and market behavior, using neurological repatterning tools and helping them drive traffic to increase their sales. He has helped over a hundred business owners create and launch and scale their business models for profitability. Jago in the last five years has consistently influenced thousands on different platforms with his edge on thoughts and strategies with many results bettered. In 2018, he was nominated by the British Council Nigeria for the African 25 Under 25 Awards. Emmanuel Jago has worked with several reputable brands within and outside Nigeria, amongst which is Fast Track Consulting, Rekindle Consulting, Quantum Business School, Luca Publishers Mexico, Jain Engineering China, and the Rashkov Company Russia. Currently, he sits as the Chief Operating Officer of TechBridge City, a tech organization solely focused on, business, on building techies and tech products that compete at a global scale. Please, with joy, let's welcome Emmanuel Jago on my episode for today. For quality assurance purposes and audio fidelity, note that this was recorded via Zoom. Stay connected. We'll be right back after the break. Are you looking for an organization, society, and club that teaches public speaking in its full capacity as well as leadership skills? One where you can combat fear, build confidence, sharpen leadership abilities, improve improvisation, improve communication, and expand your network. Toastmasters International is here for you! Toastmasters International is a U.S. headquartered non-profit educational organization that operates club worldwide for the purpose of promoting communication, public speaking, and leadership. In the same vein, Oil City Speakers Club is here for you as a local club to support you. We are located in Port Harcourt, River State. For more information, please call 0818-096-9629 and follow up on our Instagram account for details as well at Oil City Toastmasters. Oil City Toastmasters, unleashing eloquence. So welcome, thank you so much, Emmanuel Jago, for gracing this podcast. I'm super excited to have you on the show. And I hope that this conversation is going to be worth the while and you know what everything so of course today we're discussing time management and stress management and of course you know that this is a major challenge with so many people out there especially the youth and the young adults and which is what my podcast my target audience the young adults and the youth so this is a major challenge for us you you, you hear some people say i wonder if it's the same 24 hours i have that you have, do you understand? Because um, I mean, just getting into every day, and then the way time seems to just you know move very fast, and you're wondering, ah, what is happening? I didn't really achieve anything today. Are you sure it's the same 24 hours? I my own time was not set in a particular kind of way. What's really happening? And you just yeah. notice that days you know go by, weeks, years, and you don't get to achieve anything meaningful. Because you were mismanaging your time, you know, and then it also comes with stress, stress and and evil. Because if you don't manage your time, it can also lead to stress. So we're going to speak about both of them because they are related. 
to each other. Yeah, true. So firstly, let's just you know have a very common ground so our listeners out there so when this episode is out, you'll be able to understand the basics. So if you're to define time management and stress management, how would you define it in your own words? Okay, well for me we really, uh first of all, thank you for the opportunity. So for me we really, uh, are I really do not think um, time is um, a factor that is really quantifiable. So it's definitely, and everything, anything that can not necessarily be quantifiable, you know, in the sense that we can't put them into a level of quantity, we can't put them into a particular space, then it's definitely difficult for us to manage So the idea of time management to me has always been a a, a myth really for me in the sense that it doesn't really exist you can't manage time time is continuous time is continuous in space so you can't really manage it but then you can only manage what you can control and you can control your activities you can control your activities you can control how you react to situations situations are going to come the earth is going to move it's going to rotate it's going to revolve the seas are going to move. All of these things are things that you can't, um, you can't manage. You can't manage them. You can't manage them because you can't, you can't measure them to an extent. Really. But then you can actually measure your activities. You can measure your activities in relative to time. So what you can do is to manage yourself in relation to time. But then you can't manage time in itself, really, for me. And then um, what people call um, stress management is basically always around um, working um, continuously without taking time to oil the nerves or the muscles or the part of the body that are actually helping you do the most work. So you're working continuously and then you're not taking the time to mm. relax and to oil those parts of you that are yeah, helping that you get the best yeah. work. Yeah, that are helping you get the best work. So I had um, uh, a friend I was speaking to a few days ago, and then she told me she slumped the previous day. They had to take her to the hospital. And I asked her, I said, I hope you're resting because now you've had to meet with the doctor by force. So I hope you're resting now. And then she was like, Ah, no, I'm, I'm at work. And I was like, I said, do you know what happens when engines keep knocking and you keep having to jack them up and they keep knocking and you keep having to jack them up? I said, you know that one day those engines are not going to come up again. And she was like, that was like it for her. That was like the it for her because, you know, it's the same thing. It's the same way it works. Every day you keep collapsing, you keep collapsing. One day you are going to collapse and you will never get up again. So people need to be able to understand that we are like machines. And yeah. when you give, if you expect your body machines to give to you at the highest capacity, then you must learn to give to that body what it needs to give you what you need at highest capacity. Mm. Wow, well detailed and very explained. Thank you so much for answering that question. You have said that time is continuous and then you cannot manage time. I'm still trying to, you know, really understand, but I I, I think with time I'll get to understand that, that particular phrase. So you said we cannot manage time, but the only thing we can do to help our 24 hours you know, speak for us and be very very productive for us is that and uh, that is us being able to manage our activities in relationship to time so not like you can yeah. actually manage time because it's something that like you said is continuous you cannot just say want to mm. go mm. to your work work mm. and then start turning the minutes and second hands mm. say please go back go back mm. go back yeah yeah go back o'clock as i've not achieved something or what i wrote down to achieve by six o'clock so please go back so it's something that moves continuously like you said and you know there's this popular phrase time is for no man i mean yeah. 
True. You like True. get up and you know do what you're you're supposed to do. The time will just keep on ticking and before you know the whole the whole day is over. And then I also love yeah. the fact that you you spoke about stress money. Okay, you know you spoke about stress in relative to the maintenance of a car engine and how if you don't manage it properly, it definitely will knock or you know, will break down. So every yes. human we now have to relate human beings to the engine of a vehicle. So True. we need True. constant maintenance, constant oil. If not, they won't be able to work effectively and efficiently. Thank True. you so much, Emmanuel Tagwe, for answering our question. So, speaking of time management, can you spill some importance and why it's necessary to manage your time? So now you said you cannot manage time, but yeah. why is it necessary to manage your activities in relationship? Because, you know, I don't have to rephrase my yeah. statement. Yes. <laughs> what do you think yeah. is important or necessary to manage your activities in relationship to time? Okay, so like I said, um, time is continuum. When you're sleeping, time is moving. When you're working, time is moving. When you're eating, time is moving. When you're at the party, time is moving. It's continuous. Yes. It doesn't really have any subject. Basically, it's not subjected to anything, really. We are the ones who actually now try to quantify it. We now create dates, we create years, we create all of those things just to try to measure time. But time in itself, has always been an independent factor in itself. Mm. It doesn't really need anything. It just goes on its own in space. So now, what you can do now is to manage what you do so that you can get the most out of life. In the sense that you now have, you find out that several times people tell you, hey, we both have the same time, you know, but why is it that this guy is getting so, so, and so, and so, and this guy is not exactly, getting so, and so, and so. Exactly. so, it's what they do it's what they do. It's not necessarily about the time that they have. It's about the fact that, hey, we have both time, but then what did you do with the time? What did you do in relation to that time that you had? So now, how do you manage your activity? First, you need to prioritize what is really important to you and what is important to what you want to do. So for a couple of times, um, okay, we had a light glitch. I'm at the office, like I said. <laughs> so, for a couple of times, okay. Uh, um, the idea is that um, a couple of times, okay, um, mm-hmm. you need to, what people are, what people try to do is they do not necessarily understand. Okay, let me use this example. There were times whereby about to leave certain places or leave certain people and not necessarily because these people are not dear to me or these people are not keen to me but I just realized that these people are not related or that environment is not going to help me achieve what I need to achieve part time so I have to leave so I usually tell people that hey the main thing that you need to be uh, the main thing that you need to be you need to be You need to be loyal to is your purpose and the demands of your purpose, not to people, not to places. So your purpose should define where you should be, who you should be with, and what you should be doing. If you allow your loyalty to people and to places to determine what you should be doing part time, then you are wasting life. You're wasting your life, basically. Irrespective of how many times you have with you. You understand? There are times I've had to leave certain Like right now, you're somewhere away from your family and all of that. You could as well say, hey, you know, I love my family. I want to be, I want to be wherever I, I used to be. I want to be with them. I want to be in this particular place. But you know what you're looking for. And yes. you prioritize that thing that you're looking for, you prioritize it over every other thing. So you have to prioritize, you have to define what you really, really want. I understand, I get it. Your parents want this, your brothers want this, your friends are doing this, 
people tell me about how they want to get out of Nigeria and how they want to do this, how they want to do that. And then they're asking me, you know, when are you going to leave the country and all of that? And I'm telling them, I say, hey, the dollars that you guys are trying to go earn in these countries, I've been earning these dollars since 2019 here in Nigeria. So what you're really going there to look for, I've been experiencing it for a while yet. So forget about what you really want and what you're trying to do, what your friends are trying to do. What do you really want? What do you really want? What do you really want? And how does that relate to what you want to achieve in life? And then focus on it. That's like one of the key things. One of the key things. That would decide where you should go, what you should be doing, who you should be spending time with, and all of that. So I could I could as well go home. I could as well go and sleep off and tell you I'm tired. I've been with my friends for a while and all that. But then this is in line with what I want to do, you know, share my knowledge, help people get to a better life. So I'm sacrificing food, I'm sacrificing a couple of things just to be in this place so that we can have this conversation. So it's the priority and the importance of what I'm doing that is determining my actions. And by that action, people say, okay, I'm spending my time well. But really, it's not about the time, it's about what I'm trying to achieve. So basically, time management is linked to your purpose. So of course, if what you try manage to achieve. time properly. That's uh, that's because you you actually know what your purpose here on earth is. So maybe most people that are having time management issues, maybe they don't really know what their purpose is here on earth. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're trying to say? Or... Okay, now, okay, now, when it comes to purpose, purpose is another thing. So. Sometimes even the idea of knowing your purpose on earth can actually cause people to delay on actions. If I if you're going to a place right now and then you see that the place is later and then you sweep, you sweep. Is this your purpose to sweep? No. You know? <laughs> so the idea is that rather than trying to to me, I often tell people rather than trying to delay actions hmm. and then owing, owing it to the fact that I am looking for my I'm setting for purposes for my purpose in life. Live purposefully. Do what you have to do right now. Do you understand? Do what you have to do right now. I don't know. I don't know. Years before now, I was an academic teacher. I was helping people to get into university. I was preparing for JAMP, for CTME, and all that. Why? Today, I'm into consulting. Tomorrow, I can be anything. I can decide to be anything. You know, life can move direction. My interest can shift into something else and all that. So, if I now try to say, hey, I want to use my purpose in life to try to um, to try to navigate and instead of living purposefully, you know, taking charge of every moment, taking advantage of every single opportunity that, I, that I'm finding and taking advantage of it and then doing something in the now and then while I am waiting or while, no, while I am preparing or whatever it is for what's ahead of me, then it makes more sense than for me to say, hey, I'm basically searching for purpose and then I'm trying to allow that purpose to, you know, to determine. I can define what I want by time and I can live by it, you know. I can define what I want by that. So that's what I'm saying. Define what you want by time and then live by that thing, you know. That's it. Oh, yes, because my next question was even channeled to... Um, when planning your time, what are the necessary things that you should take cognizance of, or you know, the necessary things to put into consideration when planning time? But I, I think you just answered that question. So you should define your life according to your time. Are you, am I right? So sort yeah, of you uh, define your, yes. You're defining yes. So you're defining what you want to do, and that should be somehow aligned to your timing or how you want to manage your time. Yes. Okay, okay. yes. That's right. But yes. so 
I would want to ask, you know, sometimes when even when people have defined their path and you know they have already aligned their definition of path with their time, then you see that sometimes we, we, we tend to do I say go off track or we're not really limiting sure. our targets. And so sure. I want to use phone as an instance. And this thing happens to me <laughs> almost every day. Yeah. So you know how you cannot really stay out of your phone completely. Maybe because you have some things that are online that you should, you know, take care of, handle and all sorts of things online that you should do. And then you're, you're already writing, okay, today I'm going to do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. You have a to-do list, you know, even with your sticky notes, writing all of that. And the moment you just take your phone, it's almost like, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> no, but they're very, yeah, very serious. True, this is the true. time management I was speaking about because today this thing happened to me. I know, like, what I want to say, okay, today you do this, today you do that. But I know I've been struggling with network issues. So the moment I got stable network, ah, it was like, finally, all the things that you have not done, all these things that you have not done in a while, like, since you've been struggling with sure. network and everything, sure. I think that you sure. should know yourself with some things that are happening sure. online. That was when I got to know about the death of Samuel Post once. And so much, I wasn't even knew all this was so. And mm. staying there online, you, you just notice that before you know, time has slowly, did I say slowly? It has gone far. And it has like, gone very far. So today is even coming to an end. So what, what did I achieve? So <laughs> how do you deal with that? Because that's a major challenge. Because even if I know, um, I will not say I've completely defined my path, but at least I know where I'm driving towards. You understand? So I try to plan my activities based on that. But then it's, it's almost like linking um, unforeseen circumstances because that's another question I was even about asking too. So yeah. how do we deal with this? Because you know sometimes when people plan activities and they're like, okay, from 6 a.m. to this, I'm doing this. From 7 a.m. to this, I'm doing that. And then within the middle of the day, you notice that something just pop up and it tends to destabilize your activities for the day how do you manage that data when planning but this like a second question but first you answer, answer my phone question first then second yeah. you have to answer that this one so is it that when planning you should put space for you know when you're writing a budget you put miscellaneous is it that when planning your time you should put <laughs> unforeseen yeah. circumstances because sometimes it won't take a whole of the day and it ruins everything that you're, that you're meant to do that day and you know the day just ends and you're not productive you don't, you don't meet your target and whatnot so how do you manage those phone social media this oh, present oh, social media and then the offense unforeseen circumstances Okay, um, here's what I believe. So, um, here's what I believe, really. The idea is that the first stage or the first step to actually stop doing a particular thing is to accept that you have a particular challenge, you have the challenge. Self-awareness. The first step is awareness and then the next step is acceptance acceptance that you have that challenge so now that you've accepted the challenge the next question i want to ask is why why do i keep doing this okay why do i keep doing this and one of the things about uh, addiction is that addiction is defined as an intense narrowing focus on a particular thing so whether that thing is good or bad as long as you have narrowed your focus intensely on that particular thing you are addicted to it. You are, it is said, you are said to be addicted to that thing. So the question now is, why is it? It's simple. You have an intense, narrowed focus on your phone and the attention that the phone brings to you or the uh, all of the activities that the phone brings to you. And that phone actually, you know, creates a chemical reaction. It's a chemical reaction. And anything that creates a chemical reaction, you have to begin to change the neural path so you cannot just stop it you can't just stop 
You know, you can't just come up to them and say, hey, I want to stop using my phone. I want to stop using my phone. Exactly. Or so whatever. Exactly. No, you have to understand that there was a, you shaped you, something happened. It took time for your new, for those neurons to form. There's a neurological pathway that has been formed by consistently exposing yourself to your phone. So it has been there, it's been there. So now, the thing is that you can't cut that neurological path, no. You can only channel it into becoming much more useful. So this is what I learned from my biology teacher when I was, when I was, uh, when I was preparing for my wife. He said, if you know you're struggling with phones, don't try to stop it. Accept that you're struggling with your phone. So this is what you do. When you study for 30 minutes, always give yourself 10 to 15 minutes for, um, always give yourself 10 to 15 minutes for, um, I'm trying to remember, it's called a distraction, that a willing distraction, willing okay. distraction. Like an intentional always give yourself, distraction. Yes, intentional distraction. So always give yourself 10 to 15 minutes to intentionally distract oh. yourself. So you tell yourself, oh, I'm going to study for 30 minutes. And if I study for 30 or 45 minutes, my reward is that I'm going to intentionally distract myself for another mm. 15 minutes with my phone. So you do that and then you come back and then you circle it and then you circle it. Over time, that becomes your new routine. But if you try to stop it at once and then say, hey, I'm not going to use my phone for today. What happens is that mm. the thing about addiction is that the more you try to kill it, the more the craving increases. And then the moment mm. you go to that craving, you can go four hours, five hours stretch, and then you lose track of time. So you cannot necessarily cut it that way. You have to keep giving it some time. You have to keep giving it some time until like over time, you could just, yeah, like a graduate thing. So over time, mm. you could just realize that you've gone two hours straight and then you're not touching your phone. And then oh, secondly, yeah. make your activities less of phone activities. So most of the times, what I do is I, trans- I, I, I communicate with people via emails. I do a couple of things. I try to, um, I try to automate my meetings using Google mm. Calendar, uh, Calendly. So there are times you send me a message on WhatsApp. I will tell you I'm not available. If it's an emergency, schedule okay. the meeting. You know, it's automated and then you schedule a meeting. So I know the meeting is actually holding on this or today. So all of those things that will require me touching my phone, having to communicate mm-hmm. and all of that back and forth, I take them off my phone. I try as much as I can to take those activities off my phone. So I wouldn't have any issue with detaching myself from, from my phone for a while. So I know messages can wait. Messages can wait if it's a call. I yes. know having my phone is mostly on vibration and all that. I can always pick that. So that's the idea. You don't call it off. You accept it that this is a challenge, and then you find a way around it by allowing yourself to be distracted once in a while, giving yourself that distraction once in a while. While that distraction, you're targeting it as a reward for focusing on doing the most useful work per time. Oh, well, thank you so much. Because, I mean, the one that even stood out for me was this, you know, I had to phrase it body conditioning. So, you know, when you're maybe starting a new job role and they're saying you have to wake up at 5 a.m., you know, and then it's something that your body system has not been used to. Like, you've, I'm just speaking in relative to the addiction thing you spoke about and the, with the phone. So, you yeah. know that over time, you tried your day one, day two, day three, maybe... The next two weeks, if you're constantly doing that, your body sort of conditions to that True. kind of um, system. Yes. So yes. that's the same thing that will work for the phone as well. So of just condition, um, conditioning your body to a particular um, system. And it's not something that will just happen drastically like that. So it's yeah. going to time. Because even to remember, now, some person after the whole five o'clock thing, if you, how do I put it? 
your your body stem is still trying to get used to it. And if you don't continue, True. you just True. you know slack back and then continue yeah. your own your same. So it's a great thing. When I was to go for my NYC, sorry to cause when I was to go for my NYC, of course I didn't want to go at first. I'd already gotten like a fake medical uh, reports but I would I would just submit to them and then the next day I would go back home and all that. And then something told me um, I told myself, I called myself and I was like, hey, you were becoming too comfortable to an extent. Mm-hmm. And then I was becoming too comfortable. I sleep and then before you could see me, 3 a.m., I was already awake. I was working to five before I sleep and then wake up by seven to prepare for work and all that. But then mm-hmm. I wasn't doing that anymore. I was just sleeping all through the night and all that. So something told me, hey, why don't you use this um, three weeks of camping to reactivate a new system to get yourself back to that mm. default that you've always been because of course yeah, if you that want to be, yes yeah if you want to be in camp and all that you have to wake up by 4 a.m and stop so mm. i decided to stay back so while everybody else was complaining i saw it as a training in the mm. sense that this was me training my system to get back to waking up by three four and then working or studying the five and all of that and that was exactly what happened because uh maybe i came back i started i continued with that routine and i've been following that routine you know ever since so it's it's the way it works like that mm. yes body condition it really really works like like magic and it's it, like i said it's not something that will just work drastically you need to be consistent and be intentional yeah. about it's not something that you just want to do one day, two days, and then stop. You need to be intentional about it. So you True. have to make that decision. And that's that's a, another thing with body condition. There has to be a decision. So if you don't make that decision yeah. first, there will be no, you know, wanting to be consistent or persistent with it to even get in a, an actual result. So you must make that decision. That's why you spoke about the self-awareness. So you must tell yourself True. that this phone is causing, is doing more harm than good. <laughs> in this yeah. So it's making me not achieve my goals. It's not that it's a bad thing, but I, I, I think I'm making you are the most of my time. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like I am inclined towards the phone. It's making me not make the most of my time. So you see this phone from today, I will just only operate you maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day. Obviously, trust me, it will not be easy. Definitely, it will not be easy. Because like you said, when you're trying to stop something, that's when the cravings even increase. So, and, definitely, and one, other thing, one other thing you can do is this. There are, there are apps that can actually help you. There's an app from my phone. It's called Forest. So, what Forest does, okay, the fine. moment you turn on, the moment you turn on the app, uh, you, you time it and then probably like um, like an hour okay so, so for an hour you see that the trees will be growing the trees will be growing so if you can stay consistent for an hour without leaving the app while doing your work you would have seen that you've grown a forest so it's more like you're growing a forest by focusing on your work wow. so yes if you don't leave the app your trees will keep more growing. like productivity yes yes so those apps can actually help you and also another thing that gets me to focus really has been on classical. Classical uh, gets me to focus, you know. I just get lost in the sound, background sound, because sometimes what happens is that because you are so caught up in the noise that the phone brings, what happens is that mm. you 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 detest silence, you detest the absence of noise. You detest the absence of sound because your phone gives you that when you operate it. So one of the best ways to do that is to allow that sound to play in the background by listening to classical. So that sound does not necessarily give you the distraction that operating and charting gives to you, but it gives you the necessary distraction that helps you to focus on your work while you still have the sound in the background, while you still have the sound in the background. So classical helps. Music without lyrics helps me a whole, whole lot. Music without lyrics helps me a whole lot. Yeah. 
Wow, that's nice. So, three, three things to do, or four things rather, to help manage time. Intentional distraction when planning your day-to-day activities, body conditioning, automating your activities, then trying to get some apps that can help. Or maybe classical music, like you said. So you just have to know what works for you. Maybe some people classical yes. music might work for them. Maybe sleep off. <laughs> yes, so and, and the, thing is, the thing is, you need to have several options because um, you, mm. don't, you don't want to bore yourself with one routine. So there's a way you yes. listen and to you don't music want to be all like, the time. Like someone else. So maybe yes, some there's a way. After listening to this episode now, they might want to, you know, um, want to be like you, and their body yeah. system might not be used to it. So, true. you know, true. Yes, maybe like that classical music now is not something that they are used to. They might be opposites. So instead of them being true. productive, they might speak. Even if there is a place of training. So you know, there's a way you can also train your body to get this to it, but that will take it yes. take like me a longer time. So just yes. discover what works. Some people even prefer hip hop, like you know, listening to you know jams, and they're like, wow. They're for me, really. For me, really. Um, sounds like hip hop. So I have I listen to different general songs, different general mm-hmm. songs, but I'm hardly okay. influenced by any. I'm hardly influenced by any. So uh, I jog almost every morning sometimes at night so in times like that i can't listen to classical i can't listen to slow songs i have to listen to songs hip-hop songs rap songs songs that actually get me energized so mm. when they get me energized i could run kilometers like i do close mm. to six kilometers on a regular basis <laughs> and yes and the funny thing is that every time i keep extending it the more the more i keep updating my playlist with more amazing rap songs that are powerful, you know, the beats, the sound, the flow and everything, the more I realize that my muscles keep stretching and I keep doing more over time. I keep doing more over time. So, and sometimes it's not necessarily because of the music. It's just because of what you, you know, the brain can be very, very powerful. So you said that the stories we tell ourselves that Mm. this thing is doing for us, can actually be what it is doing for. It's not necessarily about what that is. What it's not necessarily about the thing. It's about the stories that we tell ourselves about the thing. So sometimes people mm. tell themselves that if they take a walk, you know, they get inspiration. Some people tell themselves that if they stay in the toilet, they get inspiration, ideas, and all of that. I have never gotten. I have never really had to sit in the toilet to get inspiration. You know. You know. You know, but sometimes the day I get one inspiration and then I begin to tell myself that I think maybe this thing really, really works. And then I convince myself that sitting in the toilet helps. You realize that your mind just begins to work in that way that when you're in the toilet, you begin to get inspiration. So it's not even about the toilet. It's not even about the toilet. Sometimes it's about what you convince yourself that works for you. It does the mind. It's the mind. True. True. So you can always trick your mind. You can always get your mind to do certain things if you convince it that that thing is going to help you get the most out of life. Oh yeah, exactly. Everything still boils down to mindset. Everything, everything in life. In fact, I see life powered by mindset. I mean, like, true. So I just see true. life powered by mindset. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. So there was so a day. Uh, I think yesterday, I updated uh, a post on Twitter. And I was like, I am so powerful. I am so powerful. I get shocked. I get shocked by myself, you know, about how powerful I am. Now, that statement to someone might sound like an egotistic statement. It might sound off. It might sound, you know, like, what, what, does, it, what does this guy really need to do? But then, yeah. what I'm trying to do is that, I'm trying to tell myself a story. I may not necessarily be as powerful as I think I am, but then I tell myself that the more I keep convincing myself that I'm more that I'm powerful, the more I want to do things that powerful people do. And eventually, I realize that these powerful guys were not are not necessarily better than me. They are not even the best. They are, they are not even the best graduating students in their class or. Their teams or whatever it is, but then 
they kept on telling themselves that this is my reality. And the world began to shape in that, in that light based on what they were actually telling themselves. So yeah, I agree, actually. Very, very true, very true. So I can really access to the fact that, I mean, everything you said is true. But now we have spoken about um, time management for like first 20, 25 minutes. Let's go to stress management. Now, when you have multiple conflicting tasks, how do you manage it without being stressed out and still delivering on them accordingly? So I'll tell you a very short story. And I think last week, so I had a couple of tasks to do. And this one is not, they'll give you one task. They're not even done with that one. They're not, oh yeah, nice. so I feel like you should merge, you know, and be very diverse with like one of this, one of that. And like, people don't understand that this work is not funny. <laughs> but over time, I was like, I was still, I was really stressed out. But I was now trying not to, you know, delay and not meet deadline because every day you have to see what you have done concerning those things that you have given to you. So you want to have what to say every day. So you need to work. Yeah. And you don't want to say, oh, nothing from my end. And sound like, I don't, I don't understand, like, what is this? Why are you here? Do you understand? So True. you want to actually work every day to have what to say. And... Over time, I noticed that I was getting stressed out. And so even if I was just still trying to, you know, stretch myself, just to deliver. How do we manage that? Because at some point, I had to, I was down. I went to the hospital and then the next day, I didn't come to work. That was, so I went to work on Thursday, Friday, I didn't come to work. So I had Friday, Saturday, Sunday to now, you know, to sustain myself. And then I came back to work on Monday. Even if they were like, ah, nee, are you fine? You know, I was still like, I'm fine because oh, in my mind, I'm still like, hey, if you like, come back next two weeks. <laughs> you see that work, he's still waiting for you. So, you know, yeah. when you have that mindset that nobody will do the work for you, you will like take two weeks break. You will come back and the work is waiting for you. You will just have to just, once you're, you find a bit of relief, you just have to stand up and say, oh, my work is here. I have to start. Do you understand? So how do you manage sure. multiple sure. conflicting tasks? Because I had like conflicting tasks and I had to deliver on them. How do you manage it without being stressed out and see deliver on them? So one of the best ways that... to one of the best ways to get one of the best ways to get tasks done. Especially if you have ones that okay. One of the best ways to actually get. Yeah, one of the best ways to get that done first is to is to understand your personality type. Okay, you need to know your personality type. So there's a website called SystemPersonality.com. So System Personalities um, gives you an extensive description of the kind of person that you are, and the kind of person that you are, your personality will determine where best you will function. So for someone like me, I'm more of a strategist. I'm more of a thinker, I'm a thought leader, I'm a philosopher. So I'm more of a strategist. So my job is to come share ideas. People like me do best in consulting, teaching, um, teaching, training, consulting, knowledge disposition, strategy creation. But when it comes to executing strategy, mm-hmm. you will hardly find me on the field, really. I'm not called out for the field. Okay? Mm-hmm. There are people who are actually called out for the field based on their personality type and what they really do. They can be trained also. I can be trained also, but naturally I'm not necessarily called out for that. So the idea is that when you know your personality, then you know the kind of work you should be doing. But then when you're in a situation whereby you are probably under management and then your leader is actually giving you certain tasks and you feel those tasks are becoming too enormous for you, the first thing you want to do is to communicate. You have to make them understand that this thing is too enormous for me. We have to find a way to go around it. Okay? If you think having to give feedback on a daily basis is not going to work for you, request to give your feedback on a weekly basis or on every three days basis. Okay? And give them 
a fact, give them a reason for it. So there's something called there's something called disagreement. Uh, there's something called uh, I'm trying to remember the name, the term it's called. When I remember it, I'll let you know. But then it has to do with disagreeing, disagreeing with facts, not with emotions, but disagreeing with facts in the sense mm-hmm. that you have to make people see where you are actually coming from. So communicating is very, very key. And then because you know that this is putting you under pressure and you won't because you want to uh, you want to satisfy someone's ego or then you want to get some level of uh, reward or you want to get some level of um, you want to get some level of uh, recognition now put yourself in a state of uh, being uncomfortable just to make that up no that's not gonna work so for someone like me i have people that i manage and then i don't stress them i don't really have to stress them for report or whatever it is mine is we have a job we have a task to do we have a deadline let's make sure we don't exceed the deadline so i don't care if you don't do the job for three days and you have to finish it the day before you submit don't exceed my deadline okay i give you a realistic deadline i give you a list of tasks I don't care what you're doing. If you like, go and sleep. But do not exceed the deadline. So that's my own style of management, basically. So you need to ask, you need to communicate. Very, very important to communicate. You need to know where you are. You need to know your personality. And then you need to communicate. If something is not working for you, communicate it. And then the final thing you want to do is to make sure that you increase your management skills most of the times when people are caught up in multiple tasks and those tasks are breaking them down is because they have poor management skills sometimes it's because of their personality some people have a personality that um, a perfectionist personality you know where they want this to be perfect and then it ends up getting them doing it by themselves if you find yourself in that category you either do two things, hire an expert and leave them alone. So you want things to be perfect. Hire someone who is very, very good at doing it and then leave them alone. If you are in a situation whereby you cannot afford to pay that person, it means that you yourself are being underpaid and you're going to, it's only a matter of time before you break down. Because you cannot have a perfectionist mindset and be doing jobs that are almost perfect and you cannot afford to hire a skilled person to do part of the job for you. In the second situation, if you cannot find someone who is highly skilled, that can actually help you, that can take that weight off you, you have to look for someone who is not that skilled, but are loyal and are ready to do the job. So in that case, you can put your mind into them. You can make them see things from your own end, how you want things to be done, and then you have to be patient enough to get them to do it. So in that case, that's for people who have perfectionist mindset. But then if you don't have a perfectionist mindset, you have to increase your, you have to improve on your management skills, okay? There are jobs that people give to me that I don't bother to do certain part of it. When it comes to design, when it comes to um, slides, templates, and all those things, I don't bother myself. I have people who can do those jobs. And because those jobs are high paid jobs, these guys do the job. I do the ones that I have my area of strength in, and then everybody's fine. So I don't have to break down. You don't have to break down. The job is done. Everybody's fine. Okay, everybody's fine. So don't get it yourself. And then one of the challenges that people often have when they break down is that you are caught up in too many things because you don't know how to say no. So mm. everything interests you. Every new project interests you. Every new idea. Exactly. Someone calls you up and they say. Ah, we are doing this particular thing. We want to start up something. Please come and join us. And then before you know it, you're there. You just jump on you You're caught up in multiple meetings. Mm. Yes, of course. You're caught up in multiple meetings, multiple Zoom meetings, multiple activities, and all of that. When I wanted to go full into consulting, I had to leave the choir. I was in the choir. I had to leave the choir because I understood that I could not, it was not going to be possible for me to go full time into consulting 
without having the necessary segregation, without having to sacrifice being in the choir, because being in the choir after the church, Mondays, Tuesdays, almost yeah, every day of the week. Exactly. Of course. So I have to sacrifice that for being full-time into consulting, you know, giving all my all into it. So I know how to say no to a lot of things. I know how to say no to a lot of things. Things when people reach out to me, I want you to be my co-founder. I want you to come on board this project. I tell them, I'm sorry, this is an amazing project. I could come in as a consultant. I can come in as an advisor, as a consultant, but I can't come in as um, I can't come in as the main part of the project. So find someone else. So learn to say no. Know your personality type, increase your management skills, and then if you're a perfectionist, hire perfect hands that can help you balance your workload or get someone who is committed that can natural network is disturbing. But that that's that's it. I I, I don't know if you heard everything I said. Yeah. I did. You said know your personality type, learn how to say no. If you're a perfectionist, um, learn how to hire experts or people that are loyal, and then learn how to say no. So I think those, those are the four major things you made mention of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for answering. I mean, that's you know that saying no parts. That one is very very key. It is key because a lot of people are like, don't want the opportunity. Do them while you're young, you know, gather. And people are just, you know, they're advancing. Any opportunity that comes, oh, grab, oh, grab, oh, grab, oh, you understand? And people are walking, they are walked up. Because, <laughs> in fact, there's there's something funny that happened to me this year. So, I want, I'm trying to, you know, perfect my Excel and data analytics with Excel and Power BI. So, I saw one opportunity. I, I paid for the course, you know, that one is in with data analysis with Excel. And then I was looking for another one. And now someone with Power BI and a Tableau or something. So I now to myself, okay, ah, that's this is Power BI that I've, I've, I've been wanting to learn. To, you know, let me let me also do that. He say, ha, to me, he said I don't have directions. I do want to learn at the same time. So you know, yeah. when you see them, they're like seeming so interesting. You know, like want to learn everything at the same time. And True. then it is it's just showing that you don't have clarity. Because True. you now make people understand that you know when you're always doing everything, it shows that you don't have clarity, like you don't have you don't have direction. You now say which one do you want? Can you just focus on one? Perfect that one first, then go on, go on to the other one. But in your own head, you're like, wow, lifetime opportunity, you need to learn in the diverse use that opportunity, grab them, jump on any offer. And then there's this whole twenties um mentality that we say you know just try try everything you must have to try everything before you now decide i'm like hey bro <laughs> are you sure it's going to live the right way so i like the fact that you spoke about learn how to say no because there are some people that right now if i send them some opportunities they're like oh thank you so much Mayor, for sending this opportunity but i don't think but i'll pass and when someone did that this year i was like wow but these opportunities are people like maybe a, a normal person just say, wow, what a wonderful opportunity. Best one wants to jump on it, I know. Be very sorry. But some but someone will be oh, like, oh man, thank you so much for the opportunity. But I think I'll pass. So that shows clarity. So that's something that of we should grow into. Learning how to say no. So thank you for yeah, that very true. That's a very valid point. Thank you so much. And every other thing you said about the personality. And then hiring and expanding this thing you can handle. That's like delegation. So knowing how to delegate. Yeah. So, so finally, you, um, I think one of the I think um, I think I'll hand with this, you know, this advice. If you want to be able to operate at your peak level, peak capacity, you must yeah. be very cautious or very intentional about the things that you feed yourself, the things that comes into your body. It's mm. more like an engine, like I said earlier, that is not, mm. that is giving you its best capacity, its best operational capacity, and then you're buying a mid-range engine oil or fake 
tools or you're repairing it with parts that are not okay, it's only a matter of time, the functionality of that engine is going to reduce and the engine is going to break down. So quite a lot of times, you find people who eat junks, you know, and those junks at best just give you sugar and those sugar is converted to glucose, which you use as energy. And then you just need that to keep running. But then the nutrients, the oil, all of the things that you actually need for your body parts to be replenished, you know, the protein that helps you replenish your body tissues and all that, you're not giving it to your body. You know, you're not eating food, you're not giving yourself all of those things, all of those things yeah. that your body really needs to give you its best. It's over time, these things accumulate and then they get, you know, they, they break you down, they break you down. And when it comes to stress, when it comes to stress, stress has to do with, you know, being too tense on your nerves, the nerves, parts of your body, having them, putting them under an intense pressure. And then when this intense pressure becomes so much, the bloodstream, you know, those nerves begins to weaken. And then those things that microbes that are, that are in your body are supposed to be defeated by your white blood cells. They begin to defeat your white blood cells. They begin to get weaker and weaker. And then sometimes people try to suppress these things with drugs. But the issue is not really drugs. You are trying to suppress it with drugs so that you can stay fit, you can stay energized and all that. But the issue is not drugs. It's your body giving you a sign that, hey, you need to take good care of me. You need to stop eating junk. You need to start exercising. You need to start eating food. You need to start taking protein shakes. You need to start taking supplements and all those things. Because if you say that you want the best for me, then you must be committed to giving me the best. Wow, thank you so much for answering, I mean, for wrapping up. But if, even though we're not about to wrap up, I don't know why you're already wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have, I have like some more. <laughs> I know we are, okay. we are far awesome. behind time. Yeah, but I, I have two like important questions that I just want to ask you too. So, have you ever missed a deadline? And if yes, how did you go about it? Okay, well, when you know you are going to miss a deadline, yes, I've missed a deadline before, I've missed several deadlines. And missing deadline doesn't mean you're a worse person, it just means that you are human and mistakes yeah. can happen. Okay, so let's say I got caught up in traffic and I'm not able to meet up this. I missed it. You know, it basically just means I'm human. These things are factors that I can't control. I, I couldn't control the traffic to an extent. Yeah. But then what do you do? You communicate. So if I know I'm going to miss a deadline, sometimes you don't know that you're going to miss that deadline in that, mm. at that particular day. You often know like one day before, 24 hours before. So what do you do? You communicate, you know. There's a very high chance, I'm really sorry, I know we are great on this, but there's a very high chance that this may be extended to so so and so time. Communicate the next time that you're going to have. like point that you owe someone money and then you know you're not going to pay on the set dates. Communicate before that time. Hi, I'm so sorry we agreed on this particular date, but this is what came up. Explain what came up and then tell them, communicate the new date and tell them how sorry you are. The most important thing is communicating. Mm. Wow. Very well said. So now, what's your say on you know, last, last minute's work? I'll call it, you know, a, a lot of people say that you work better under pressure. So you call okay. that mismanagement of time. Because they run okay. under the umbrella of I work under pressure. So they always wait for you know, the last minute. When they have all the time in the world, is that 11th hour that yeah. you know, they're so pumped up and they're ready to deliver on the job. So you call that mismanagement of time. So what's your say about okay. that? So I'm, I'm a prompt person and I'm also a last minute person. Depends on the mood I'm in and how fast I want things done. So if I want things done really, really fast, I can be like, let's say probably there's no deadline or there's no mid-range. I can decide to just do it. Let it just go off like that. So I wouldn't have to wait till last minute. But then there are times whereby, based on the fact that I'm a strategist and I'm more of a philosopher and I'm more of a teacher, sometimes I need to wait to get a lot of insights. So I might have a project and I've read the job description. I've read the job description. 
and the job description is telling me this is what I need to do. I understand it fully well. But then, if the job is going to take me, um, if I know this job is going to take me probably two days, I could spend the remaining the the first five days not doing anything, not doing anything actively on the job. I will basically just be doing other things. But while I'm doing other things, I am correlating everything in my head to the job. So by the time I decide to finally pick up my laptop, my laptop, okay. my iPad to get the job, everything that I've done in the last five days, all the insights I've gathered and everything, just comes and gives me an amazing job. But then if I try to do it on a daily basis, you know, if I say I want to do it on a daily basis, I might have to not, I might have to have to start editing, 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 just to get the best. But then what I do sometimes that I can stay and then not um, not have to do anything actively on it, do every other thing, get more insight, watch interviews and all that, and then everything I'm doing, I'm relating to mm. insights that I'm yep. going to get. Then I come, spend the next few hours, focus on pouring down everything, and then I get an amazing job. So, so you, you wouldn't call that management of time. You call it like strategic, let's say strategic planning. Because it's not yeah, like, yeah. it's not yeah. like you're then, working all this while. You've been working, maybe not necessarily on paper, but you know, upstairs, yes. like up in your head, yes. thinking, you know, bringing up strategies, how you actually deliver once you're ready. Yeah. To do the job. Oh, so like, I so just pull everything together. Management of yeah. time. Yeah, so that, that's why, that's why, like I said, you also need to tie it to personality. Remember, I made mention of the fact that this is who I am, my personality mm. type. So you have yeah. to understand your person, okay? So mm. some people, when they tell you they do, they, they do better um, under when pressure. they're under pressure, they may not necessarily be under pressure, it's just their personality type. In the sense that every other thing they are doing, they are gathering insights. Mm. ideas, they are seeing things, all of those things, by the time they decide to put it down, it's great. Well, mm. that's why yeah. someone was talking about me one day and he was like, he said, he has watched me. He said, the moment Jago picks up his phone and then, and then, the moment he's, he's done typing, you have seen one amazing post on Facebook and everybody's shouting, wow, 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 wow. And the funny thing is that, you know, you know, that's the way I am, actually. I could I could write an amazing post in 15, 20 minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. But then that single post took me like two weeks. Yes. It did not just to get on the inside. Not just yes. you know, yes. 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 Something that, you know, has been building. You have been building up. True. True. Mm. So that that's just the thing. Oh yeah. Okay, so I mean, you know, you already wrapped up, but let me ask my final question, and that is, what are your, what are some final words you want to say about stress management and time management? Which I think you already said, but me say it again. <laughs> so, what are some final words you want to say on stress management and time management to every young person? I mean, you have made us understand a lot of things here about time and stress management. I love the fact that you explain how we can create a balance in our schedule. You know, sometimes we create, we have schedules and we don't create time for, you know, relaxing or even eating or even, you know, just pressing phone or just relaxing. So you made mention of intentional breaks or intentional um, distraction, you know, so just to distract yourself. So you don't feel you're not a kind of person that will just walk all 24 hours without having intermediate breaks because that can really not be so helpful to you. Yeah, so you made us understand the importance of intentional distraction, body conditioning, learning how, learn how to say no, and so many other things. I can't even mention all of them right now. But I mean, there's, there's been so much to take in this evening. So what are your final words you want to say to young people listening about stress management and time management. In two my seconds. final word is this. My final word is this. Don't try to be successful. Just go. 
Don't mm. try to be stupid. What on streets? <laughs> Just grow. If you focus on growth, mm. if you focus on growth, you will grow. You will be under less pressure. You will give yourself time. You will forgive yourself when you make mistakes. And you will make money mm. because money follows growth. Mm. But if you try to be successful, mm. there's a very high chance that you will not forgive yourself for mistakes. You will rush things that you're supposed to be patient with. And there's always mm. a tendency to corrupt your morality just because you want to be successful. Wow. What a two seconds wonderful ending. <laughs> Thank you so much, Imago Jago. Has Thank been you so fun much, speaking to you.